Welcome to the Michigan Out of Doors podcast. Since 1937, MUCC has been committed to conserve, protect, and enhance Michigan's natural resources and outdoor heritage. Now, here's your host, Mike Avery. Welcome once again to the Michigan Out of Doors podcast, a presentation of our friends from MUCC, Michigan United Conservation Clubs. Always a pleasure to talk uh, with my friends from MUCC. I think they're doing a wonderful job with a very small surprisingly very small staff. Amy Trotter is the Deputy Director of MUCC, and she joins us on this edition of the podcast. Amy, welcome back. How are you? Thank you. Very well. It's been a pretty busy place there in Lansing, from what I can see from the outside. It certainly has been, with all the policy stuff and a little bit of everything. But, you know, now, this time of year, we're focusing our efforts, thankfully, outside and talking more about our youth camp. Oh, well, let's spend a little bit of time talking about that. Uh, we've, we've talked about that before here on the podcast, but remind me what it's all about. So our Michigan Out of Doors Youth Camp is located down uh, near Chelsea, Michigan, in the Waterloo Recreation Area. Um, we've been in business with this youth, youth camp, not in that same location, but in different places all over the state since 1946. And since that time, we've put through 58,000 kids wow. for a youth summer camp, which is really just tremendous. And again, with a, a pretty uh, bare-bones staff for most of the year. Now, who are these kids? Are they farm and country kids who already know the outdoors, or are they city kids who really don't have any exposure? Both, really. Um, so we put through about 400 kids um, through summer camp each uh, each summer. And that's about 80 a week. So it's a five week camp. And, um, you know, they're, they're from everywhere. So we get a tremendous amount of support, uh, from the, um, MUCC affiliate clubs all around the state. So a lot of them will provide, um, partial or even full scholarships to go to, for kids to go to camp. So those can come in from just about anywhere in the state. But, um, our, we do have also a day camp that's one week. Um, these are really for the, the tinier tots, so ages five to nine. And that is um, really more for the local folks um, there in Chelsea because they're they're just going for the day and getting picked up at night uh, by mom and dad. So for the most part, that's a local camp. But the the stay the overnight camps are definitely from all over the state. Um, and uh, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was this Riley Wilderness uh, Camp scholarship that we have we have to fill for this summer still, and we've got about fifty more slots. Um, that we need to fill for that experience. Well, tell me about that. I think we talked about it on the radio show a little bit, but uh, let's go a little bit more into detail here on the podcast. Yeah, so this opportunity was um, brought to us by uh, SCI Novi, and one of their major donors, George Riley, um, created this opportunity. Uh, and really, this is this is to serve those people that um, don't have an outdoor mentor 
They um, haven't had hunter's education. They may lack the financial resources um, to uh, to go to some kind of overnight camp. And so that's really the target for for this program. And it's SCI Novi um, that really filters, um, takes in the applications for the scholarship, um, decides who is, is going to be awarded a scholarship, and then it's up to us to then just get those folks registered. Um, they, uh, anyone uh, interested in it can apply online on the SCI Novi website, which is scinovi.com, and then you go under their education programs and you'll see the Riley Wilderness Youth Camp uh, application, and you can fill that out to get entered. Um, for the most part, these previous campers that have gone through this uh, program have had their first experience seeing stars. If you can imagine what? that, you know, First they've, they've, they've been stars. in urbanized areas with light pollution um, and they've really never seen, you know, true darkness and the and the stars. So it's their first time catching frogs, um, catching fish, shooting archery. Um, and, you know, the campfire experiences um, are, are really, you know, tremendous for people that just have never, never been outside, even in the evenings like that. So without street lights, So it's a really tremendous opportunity. And we've still got 50 spots left to fill. So we, um, we really need to, uh, you know, find those people. And, and unfortunately for MUCC, they're not the people that we know. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah, yeah. they're not the people that are our members already or that, you know, our members of any of our local clubs, um, there are people that are outside of our, our general, um, our general tent. And so, um, you know, hopefully this podcast can hopefully, uh, you know, broadcast this opportunity a little bit farther and more in depth and people can share that, um, in school systems in urban areas, you know, wherever these kids might be, um, you know, we need to get the word out to get these spots filled because it's a tremendous benefit, certainly for them. Um, and, uh, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we can use all, all the scholarships made available. Well, I'm thinking about this experience, and as you describe it, the first time seeing stars in the night sky, the first time chasing frogs and catching a fish, things that you know a lot of us take for granted as kids growing up, but if you haven't had this experience, what a tremendous opportunity this is. This is very exciting. It is. It is. And then, you know, our, our kids that go through, you know, that have our, our old hats at camp or, you know, um, are, come from an outdoors family, there's still tremendous opportunities there to refine their skills. Um, you know, we have programs uh, for the overnight camps from uh, age six to, or sorry, nine to 16 um, throughout the summer. Um, we're going to get 200 kids, probably of the 400 kids that go to camp through hunter safety this year. So every every year we do camp, we get about 200 kids through hunter safety. Um, for our returning campers, we always have programs for them as well. So um, if they've already done the hunter safety program, we have Leave No Trace, which teaches about you know not not leaving uh, uh, a footprint, if you will, um, in the woods behind you. So making sure that they're traveling lightly, that they're you know bringing their waste out with them, um, all of those kinds of things. And for kids that have also gone through that curriculum, we also are uh, changing it up and doing various invasive species uh, education for those kids that have already done hunter safety, they've already done leave no trace, and now we're coming up with um, more curriculum for these kids that keep returning back, which is a great experience. Um, The research really has shown uh, with kids and education and, and the outdoors 
that, you know, a one-time experience fishing is, is, is good, but it's this return that is going to get a lot more benefit and really create lifelong outdoors men and women. Um, you know, getting, getting them really de- in-depth skill building, uh, whether it's kayaking and canoeing or archery or shooting the 22s. Um, th- those are the kinds of experiences that make them want to come back and, and then, you know, allow the outdoors to compete with t-ball and soccer and all those other, uh, you know, things that they could be doing in the outdoors. So, um, you know, we, uh, we have a great, uh, you know, affiliation with, uh, uh, all of our different clubs that do provide some of the training to at camp. So, um, we are, uh, we need more kids to get involved with our trap camp. And that is taught, uh, specifically by the president of the Michigan Trappers and Predator Callers Association, where they're going to get their trappers education card as well. So um, we've got a lot of new offerings as well. I'd love to talk more about that. Well, I would love to do that as well. We're talking with MUCC uh, uh, Deputy Director Amy Trotter on this edition of the Michigan Out of Doors podcast. If you want to learn more about MUCC, Michigan United Conservation Clubs, you can check out the website MUCC.org. That's MUCC.org. Another website, MichiganOutOfDoors.com. Be sure to check out the Facebook page as well, Facebook.com slash MUCC1937. And uh, on Instagram at MUCC1937. So, Amy, there's other topics you want to talk about. Please go right ahead. Yeah, so we have um, certainly trap camp is one area where we still have uh, spots available for this summer. Um, we also uh, have been working our new uh, our new ish now. He's been around for well, at least one camp season now. Tyler Butler is our camp director, um, and he has really worked on growing a lot of our um, science offerings at camp. So working in not just the outdoors curriculum and and the um, general, you know, camp experience, but making sure that all of this has a underlying um, science education component as well. So he has uh, expanded some of our offerings during different weeks um, for doing citizen science. So they're actually doing herp surveys where they're going out and um, listening for frogs and kind of uh, seeing what we have out there um, at, at their, our camp property. Um, they're doing microinvertebrate data collection. So that's, you know, bug, looking at bugs in the water and, um, you know, making some, some good uh good guesstimates on how good the water quality is in those kinds of areas and sort of what the ecosystem looks like. Um, they're looking at expanding into geology. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot more of primitive skills curriculum as well, so like shelter building and um, different tools. You know, if you were to get lost in the woods, uh, certainly that's uh, someplace people want to go to get lost, but, you know, you got to know what to do <laughs> if you truly are lost and uh, run into a situation. So we are offering primitive skills curriculum as well. And then we're, we're really looking at trying to expand astronomy because that's something that we've learned, you know, after having done this a number of years, especially for those kids that have never seen the stars, um, you know, they have a lot of questions and they want to know more about what they're looking at. So trying to get some evening and nighttime curriculum going as well. I had no idea this curriculum was so broad based. Are the different programs offered at different times throughout the summer or can you go to any camp and maybe be exposed to any one of these things? What are the, the uh, logistics and the scheduling? 
Yeah, so we have um, different thematic camps uh, throughout the summer. So so our camps go um, on a weekly basis, again, from about June 24th through uh, the first week in August. And each week we have different themed camps. So conservation connection is really the, the general kind of a little bit of everything sort of um, opportunity for especially those new and beginning campers um, who just want to get a, a little experience of everything. Um, we also have wetland wonders, and that's where you're going to get the herpetology and, and some of the macro invertebrates information. Um, fishing camp, you're going to you're still going to get to shoot archery. You're still going to get to shoot the 22s, but it has a lot more on the fishing side. So you're going to get a taste of everything with all of our different camps, but um, the thematic ones then are going to go just a little bit more in depth on um, on those particular science-based lessons or skill building types of things. Um, we also have a fantastic forest camp, um, hunting heritage, and that one is, you know, kind of more based on um, uh, hunting and, and uh, both small and, and large game hunting. Uh, the fur harvesters is the one I mentioned with the trap camp. Um, primitive skills, and then our stewards in training is really for the um, older kids that might even want to move on to being counselors in the future. So um, that's kind of our, you know, older curriculum where they're going to learn more about um, what to do with a group of younger kids and, and how to work with them and things like that. Is that where a fair number of your counselors come from? Are they previous campers who just wanted to stay around in, in uh, later years and do something more? are certainly we definitely have a fair bit of uh, returning campers coming back as counselors but every year we have slots available so that's an annual cycle that we're always um, hiring uh, because you know people move away they get different jobs different things so um, we are constantly in a hiring mode all through the winter um, to gear up for our our camp every year so we you can find us at all the major career fairs at MSU at Central at Ferris we go up to Lake State um, so you know we're we're definitely um, we're posted on you know all the job boards for the Parks and Rec um, departments at the universities and places like that. So certainly that's an annual process where we're always hiring a staff of about 22 people um, in order to run our camp each year. 22 people. Again, uh, MUCC does a lot with very few people. That seems to be the mantra mm -hmm. there. Yeah, and you know the uh, the education department is is just awesome. So I had just a personal experience I wanted to share about, but I've got you know for your you probably don't know this maybe, but I've got two little daughters myself. So one is five, and the other is just about one. But my five-year-old has really developed a love of science and, and the outdoors, obviously, because of <laughs> her parents, probably. <laughs> but um, she's in uh, what they call developmental kindergarten, so the young fives um, class. And uh, her teacher is just tremendous. She, uh, uh, Mrs. Merton from Wilkshire Elementary um, in Hazlitt, and she uh, has really placed a focus on getting kids outdoors and learning about science at a, at a really young age. And um, they are learning a lot about animals right now. So they went through all the different habitats. They started with, you know, deserts and savannas and caves and um, 
the Arctic. And, and when they got to the woodlands piece, the forest habitat, um, I had the opportunity to go in with one of our educators, Sean McKeon, who's our education director from MUCC, and we brought our um, bucket of furs to this class. And um, there's about 30 kids in DK that between two classes. And what a great experience, because I don't, I don't get to get out and do any of the education stuff, some of the fun stuff that MUCC does. I'm always, you know, stuck in a suit and in Lansing <laughs> at the Capitol. So this was a great, you know, kind of field trip for me um, to go to my daughter's class. And I will tell you, these kids, um, they were so engaged. Because when you've got the the fur right there in front of them, they really start asking questions. And these these kids are top notch, you know, because their teacher has, um, you know, gotten them really excited about animals and everything, too. But, you know, if they they were throwing out words like herbivore and carnivore. Wow. They were talking about nocturnal and diurnal <laughs> and talking about, you know, predator and prey and what eats what and um, and they were just amazing. So, and, and, and that's all it takes is just, you know, having that fur in front of them to really spark a great conversation about habitats and about ecosystems. And, and, and they were just great. And, uh, we put a blog about it on our website on MUCC.org, um, because it was, it was just a really great, so I, w- I would encourage any of your listeners, you know, um, certainly you can call us to give a program like that in any of your schools, but all of our hunters and anglers and trappers probably have the ability and some kind of connection to be able to give some kind of program back to this. And so if you have a willing teacher like Mrs. Martin, um, you know, it's a great opportunity to give back to the school that you're, you know, that your kids might be going to or a part of. Um, But, you know, it's a great, great piece of the outdoors we can bring into the classroom. I, this is just all so wonderful. You know, as a kid who was blessed to grow up out in the country and there were fields and farms and woodlots all over the place, and 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 to be able to reach these kids today, you know, both the kids who are from the uh, the country and from the, the fields, but the suburban kids and the, and the city kids as well, what you guys are doing is just so wonderful, Amy, because as you well know, any introduction, any background we can give to these kids at this age about the outdoors and the environment and wildlife, it, 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 who knows what it might spark, huh? Right. And it's really just planting that seed. And that's where, you know, things like this, um, you know, might encourage questions at home. It might, um, you know, the next time they're invited over to their their uncle's cabin and they're asked if they want to try some venison sausage, you know, they can, they can talk about experience of, Oh, I actually got to pet a deer hide, you know, at school. (laughs) And, uh, and it's just not so um, foreign to them, you know, when they've had just a little bit of introduction. And again, I said before, you know, one, one experience does not, does not change a kid. It's, it's, it, but, you know, you have to plant the seed and you have to get them interested enough to 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 want to press on. You know, I'm hoping someday these kids are going to want to go to an outdoors camp or or even go to a day camp at a nature center, you know, be, because they've had this experience. Because certainly one one presentation isn't going to, you know, change the world, but certainly it can plant the seed and help just confirm the, to these kids that the outdoors is something that they're interested in. Hmm. Wonderful. Amy, anything else you want to talk about on this edition of the podcast? 
Yeah, so just a few other things that we've been up to. So we've been doing um, waterfall presentations a lot during uh, Earth Day and different elementary schools, um, curriculum nights, science nights. Uh, So we're doing some duck ID using our decoys, um, and that's been a really fun thing for kids to learn about. Um, We've uh, been at different water festivals, mainly to promote camp, but also to, you know, just uh, talk to folks and let them know more about MUCC. Um, The other thing that our education department has done most recently is we've uh, adopted a new program. So uh, Learn to Hunt was really a companion piece to our Gourmet Gone Wild program where we're trying to get young professionals to to be introduced to the outdoors and, and to conservation through wild game and fish and through, you know, pairing that with beer and wine, kind of um, piling on to the local war mu- movement that um, people have been talking about. But Learn to Hunt is really an outgrowth of that where now we have an interested young adult that might want to try uh, turkey hunting or deer hunting and how, where do we send them and how, how do we do that um, in a in a structured way. Um, certainly if they have an outdoor mentor, they're going to go with whoever they have, whether it's, you know, uh, again, an aunt or uncle or a family friend or something like that, um, if it's not in their own, um, you know, parents. But um, for for people that don't have that kind of outdoor mentor, Learn to Hunt is is filling that kind of void. Um, so MUCC has um, taken over this program from MSU, who had some uh, staffing changes, and so it was in a joint grant program. So we uh, we adopted it back under our fold, and we partnered. Um, over the spring turkey season with National Wild Turkey Federation um, and the Pierce Cedar Creek Institute over in Barry County. Uh, we, we actually put on a three-day learn-to-hunt turkey course when we got 12 new turkey hunters um, trained up in hunter safety and, uh, and then um, taken out in the woods for, uh, for a hunt. Um, they, they spread out even among um, the private land there at Pierce Cedar Creek, as well as the public lands just outside of it uh, on the state game area. And they, of, the, of those 12 new turkey hunters, they actually managed to harvest three birds. Wow. Um, and so so it's great, uh, great opportunity. So that's just one of those next steps in the, you know, as we've talked about the R3, the recruitment, retention, reactivation, we have to fill all these gaps and be able to, as, um, as was said before, string the pearls. So we've all got these great programs, but we need to make sure that we're taking people in one program and moving them on um, along down the spectrum to becoming, you know, truly considering themselves to be hunters and anglers and trappers. But we have to be able to help them and show them the path to move along and build their skills and build their interest um, along that path. This is all that's another great program. This is also very interesting because oftentimes in my mind, I think of MUCC as uh, dealing with legislation, dealing with policy. And I really don't think about the education side of MUCC as much. You folks are are, are very, very busy. We are. And, you know, the last thing I'll say is just a couple um, other pieces of information. We have had a great, uh, great year for our Tracks magazine, which is our, another, our youth publication that um, goes out to about uh, 
thousands of kids throughout the state. Um, but this year, we're actually having a new special issue about feral swine. And this was given to all of our regular subscribers. But in addition to that, every kid that goes through hunter safety in the next year, or two years actually, in Michigan is going to also get a copy of that feral swine issue. So we're educating that next round of um, new hunters about problems like invasive species and feral swine um, by providing that to every single kid that goes through hunter safety over the next two years. And that's through a grant through the Michigan uh, Invasive Species Grant Program, which is uh, co-managed really among all the departments, the DNR, Department of Environmental Quality, and the Department of Agriculture and Rural Development. So that's another great opportunity where we're trying to get good information out into the into the state um, through all of these different venues and at all of these different age levels, which is, again, um, some of the research that's been done has shown that's the most effective way to really uh, take someone and, and turn them into a lifelong hunter or angler. When I hear you talk, I get so excited. I, I am already a member of MUCC, but I'm thinking if I wasn't and I hear Amy Trotter describing all these exciting activities, I would want to become a member. I would want to join MUCC. And Amy, it's really pretty easy, isn't it? It is. All you have to do is go online at www.mucc.org. Only $30 for a one-year membership, or you can get a deal and get two years at a $50. So, and that comes with a subscription to our Michigan Outdoors magazine um, and certainly helps to fund all the activities that we do, both on behalf of hunters and anglers down at the Capitol, but all those education programs and uh, outreach that we do as well. Certainly money well spent. I would encourage anyone who has an interest at all in, in the outdoors and hunting, fishing, shooting, trapping, conservation, wildlife issues, the ecology, the environment, MUCC, a wonderful group to belong to. And Amy Trotter, Deputy Director, a wonderful person to talk to. I appreciate our conversations, and I always appreciate the hard work that you and the entire staff at MUCC are doing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. If you want to learn more about MUCC, Michigan United Conservation Clubs, check them out online at MUCC.org. That's MUCC.org. The Facebook page, Facebook.com slash MUCC1937. And on Instagram at MUCC1937. Once again, thank you to Amy Trotter. And uh, thank you for joining us on this edition of the Michigan Out of Doors podcast.